What up? What is up, man? How are you? Doing well, man. How are you? Good. Happy to be here. Um, yeah, it looks like we got some people in here. I just wanted to uh, introduce myself. I'm obviously not Matt Tanner. I'm not as handsome uh, <laughs> as him, but I will be a uh, replacement today for him. Um, I am the brand manager at WeBet Media. So I run a lot of the social media accounts and uh, do a lot of backend stuff for this great brand that is growing with uh, Gino and Matt at the helm. So I'll be around here for a while, guys. Uh, I will be a face you will get to know. And um, also we will have I will be having a baseball show on here as soon as the season is uh, underway and we get this lockout taken care of. I'll be doing like a daily dingers show where we're kind of going over uh, baseball bets. So that's the news. I love it. And I was going to say, don't tell yourself short, dude. That beard, I think that beard clowns, Matt. I can't even talk. Mine's so spotty. It's not even not even a beard. But I, I think you got to beat in the beard category. I'm trying to get it like a prime Jake Arietta. You remember when Jake Arietta, Jake the Snake? Oh. I mean, whoo, that thing is nice. I like it. I, I was going to say, you got to give, you're, you know too much about baseball not to give beard credit where it's due. Where's the beard credit due? Uh, Brian Wilson. Do you remember Brian oh, Wilson? I'm from yeah. San Francisco. Yes. Brian Wilson's beard was uh elite. It was elite beard for sure. And he was a nut job too. He's a fun guy to watch. Was is. I think he, dude, he used to ride around San Francisco bars on one of those, uh, it's one wheel and you're like standing on both sides of it. A unicycle? A unicycle. And he's a big <laughs> dude. So imagine seeing like the crazy beard and his personality. And he was a personality on and off the field. Yeah. Um, I got a funny story I'll, I'll tell later in the show, but let, let's start with your topics. I, I want people to know. So for people that don't know, uh, Pete Sheffield Chuffer, uh, he is a baseball guru. He knows a lot about baseball. His show is going to be all about baseball. Um, and we're going to try and make we bet media as a whole diversify across all sports. We're going to try and get every sport covered. So let's start off with some of the news that you wanted to talk about today. What's, what's big in baseball right now? Yes, besides the lockout, because nothing is going on with that. So for everybody watching, there is a trial going on. Tyler Skaggs, former uh, MLB pitcher, pitched for the uh, Angels. Matt Harvey, uh, maybe a little bit more prominent. People know him as a pitcher. He took the stand yesterday to give his testimony. So Tyler Skaggs died in July of uh, 2019 from an overdose of fentanyl, oxycodone. He actually died from asphyxiation, from throwing up. But, you know, he had fentanyl, oxycodone all in his system. Um, Matt Harvey testifies yesterday. He admitted to extensive drug use, including cocaine, Percocet, oxycodone. Uh, he admitted to providing Skaggs with drugs, um, receiving drugs from Skaggs. Um, the reason Harvey did this was because his testimony was granted immunity. So he won't be held accountable or prosecuted for any kind of death. Um, and he was trying to get Skaggs through a lot of injuries. So that's, that's the thing about these, um, you know, these drugs is these pills. They're, they're, they're not meant to get high necessarily. A lot of these players are dealing with injuries that they're trying to just get back on the field. So that's, that's one issue to talk about. Um, the second thing is Terry Collins. Terry Collins was the manager in New York, the New York Mets. He was interviewed by SNY New York and he came out and was talking about Matt Harvey's mental issues and then told everyone that uh, Harvey, you know, had suicidal thoughts before and said, well, why don't I just kill myself? And on the same day that you're testifying in court that one of your friends and teammates 
died. You're also having a former manager that you confided in spilling all this personal information. I thought that was way out of line on Terry Collins part. I don't know what you think. Yeah, no, it's one of those. And I'm glad we're talking about this kind of stuff. Cause dude, like everything with like everything I'm reading about COVID uh, is that all numbers aside, we're also having a huge spike in like, we'll call it mental illness or mental health, whatever, whatever you guys want to call it. I don't, I don't want to offend anyone. Um, so it's like, it's a, it's a slim, it's a slippery slope for me, right? You want, you always want the truth to come out, but then sometimes the truth, you know, makes you a snitch or the truth makes you throw someone under the bus or the truth. If it's not the whole truth misleads people. So I'm torn. Like, you know, again, we'll talk. I, I, I played three sports again, only in high school. So I don't, I don't strike myself as some athlete. You know, I'm, I'm five, five, 10, 170 pounds. Uh, but what I will say is at some ends, I would lie for teammates because the team comes first. And then on other ends, you want to tell the truth when you think it could help someone. And like, if someone comes to you, not in secrecy, but in confidence and asks you not to say anything, you're on the fence then. And I've unfortunately had friends that have uh, ended their own life. And it's it's tough, man. Like you, when they tell you something in private, you you basically pick and choose when you give the whole truth. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of shitty, right? Because then you feel guilty if you don't do the right thing. They get mad at you if you tell and they never did anything. You're like, now, you know, I got like some of them would get locked up and stuff. So I, I'm, I'm torn, man. It's, it's a, uh, I never want a finger point. Uh, but that I know I didn't answer your question. I'm sorry. I just I wanted to kind of give the whole why I'm torn on what they should do and shouldn't do, and I don't really have an answer. Mm-hmm. I think it's one thing if uh, Terry Collins went and sought help for Matt Harvey as this was going on when he was on the team in 2015. Now now that he's coming out with it, it's just kind of like throwing gas on a fire. Like he is at his lowest time right now. You know what I mean? Um, Like I said, your friend and teammate died. You more than likely aided him and, you know, kind of helped along that path. If it wasn't directly indirectly. And now you're having all this other stuff leak out. I mean, we saw the pictures of his nosebleeds in New York, you know, that Mets fans thought that was badass. Like, Oh man, he's, he's out there bleeding, but he had cocaine in his nose. That's why he's got bloody nose, you know? So I just thought it was kind of out of line that uh, he kind of brought that up in an interview that didn't need to be. No, I, I actually agree with your take. Um, I I was like thinking bigger picture, but I agree that it, the timing, the timing was all wrong and mm-hmm. timing's everything. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It just didn't seem like it just, yeah, it just seemed like, like, like the wrong time to, to kind of bring that up. Um, I mean, this, his drug abuse was kind of known and that's the thing too. The Mets have a system where Lenny Dykstra, uh, Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden, all these guys had drug problems with the Mets organization. Like what is with the Mets? Like they can't get their stuff together. They knew this guy had a drug problem. Terry Collins mentioned that in an interview as well. And it's just like, Haha, okay, that's dark night. You got it, bud. They just gave him a cool nickname and just like went with it. Isn't there some accountability on a major league club? If you know that they have a problem, something like that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, that's what I was trying to allude to. Is like, sadly, I don't think we realize how many people with money party, right? Mm. And some of them don't actually have a problem and do it for a little while and grow out of it. And other people actually have a problem. So it's hard. You're like, you're skating. If you're a, imagine you're a coach and you are known for snitching on all your players. I wouldn't want to go play for them. Right. Let's just pretend 
I'm a healthy 25 year old and only dabble a little bit, you know, a couple of times a year. And now I know the coach is a snitch. I, that's, that's what I was trying to say. You're right. In this instance, hindsight's like, damn, you should have said something. But I, I know a lot of pro athletes and I'll never out any of them that I went to high school with and played ball. And again, way less serious, but that smoke pot all the time and do Coke on like holiday weekends. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them as like problems, but apparently they've said like at one time or another, they actually had a problem and grew or grew out of it. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's tough for me. I I never want to be the snitch and I never want to be the one that had information that could have helped someone. I think this is a good opportunity to bring up the effects of narcotics in professional sports, right? Who was it? Uh, be- basketball or football? They stopped testing for marijuana now. It was one of the leagues, right? And I think this is a perfect time to discuss that because look at the pharmaceutical uh, companies. They're making billions and billions of dollars, you know, trying to help people feel better. But most of the time, these these players or people get addicted to it. I have a friend's dad who had back surgery and he had the same problem. I'm addicted to, it. I need to have them. There, they gotta be different kind of um, ways to, to kind of fix, fix your ailment so you can get back on the field. I, I completely agree, dude. I, even though I live in Florida now, I'm a California guy. So, you know, a lot of people relate us to free pot and I, my little brother has a, a marijuana distribution company. So I'm all pro pot. I, if we want to talk about science, and again, I don't want to make this a, a, a COVID-19 show, but seriously, if we want to talk about following science, I don't think there's any argument that pain pills are better for you than marijuana. Right. And I don't know anyone that would make that argument that's not outdated by 50 years. So I hope the leagues make quick adjustments. Like, hey, who gives a shit? I don't, I don't see a performance enhancement. I don't think someone high on pot has any advantage over someone not from like a physical competition aspect. It's not steroids. I can't believe they ever tested for it. It's not an advantage. It's a disadvantage, if anything. Yeah, if anything. Maybe maybe I'm just a weird pothead where I don't want to do shit. Yeah, it slowers your reaction time. You know, you're not as there per se. So yeah, there's no there's no advantage. I got buddies that smoke before the gym, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, if I don't want to go to the gym, let's smoke first. And I won't go to the gym. But it's not even necessarily smoking it. They have, you know, CBD um, or THC infused creams and things like that. Like, you don't need, or uh, edibles. It doesn't even have to be we're smoking blunts. It's just the medical benefits that come from marijuana or THC, you know? Completely. Um, let's get to some of these guys' questions. I, I Thank you, Cheville, for those. You've got great stuff going on. Uh I could talk baseball with you all day. I could talk jokes with you all day. Um, I want I want to get to you, uh, the the listeners or the commenters, and let's mm-hmm. let's go one by one. And then if you if you want to feel the take it, if not, pass it my way and I'll take it. Deal. So you want to start it off? Oh yeah, yeah. Someone wants to do Champions League today. I'm happy to do some Champions League. That's I all love you. Champions League. Do you, do you touch soccer with a 10-foot pole? Never. No. I, I keep it to the things that I know and I care about. Baseball, football, and and a UFC a little bit. That's about wow. it. Cool. I'll rattle off four picks for all of you. We could chat about them. Uh, they're going to be semi-boring, but I, I'm, I'm a I'm Bayern Bayer Munich. I like them a lot in this game. I also like the under 3.5. Uh, so for anyone watching that game, it starts in – Two and a, I think two hours. It starts at three o'clock, whatever whatever time that is for you. 
a three three Eastern. This is the round of 16. And then knee-jerk reaction. I like Liverpool. I also saw Liverpool plus a half a point, which I could see that game tying and ending. Uh, 1-1, something like that. I hate to be boring and go with both unders, but I do like both unders in these games. Um, I have not seen algorithm plays or sharp plays yet on these, so I'm just giving you my knee-jerk reaction based on the players and the matchups I know. Um, what else we got? I don't know why video isn't working for me. Uh, Pinche Doughboy. I like that name, Pinche Doughboy. Uh, <laughs> Chef, do you know why video wouldn't be working? Is it is it how they log in? Because I'll let you uh, trust It that. could be something with their computer or um, – I mean, yeah, this is up and running on our Twitch and on our StreamYard. Um, I'll put the link in the chat as well to join us on StreamYard if you want to jump on later. I'll put that in there. Cool. Also, another thing here in the chats too, Gina, I don't know if you saw in other legal news, Cowboys just settled with former cheerleaders $2.4 million after an executive wow. accused of voyeurism, which if you don't know what that is, that means peeping Tom looking, peeping looking Tom. yeah, peeping Tom. So I saw it was around $400,000 each cheerleader received. Um, and I guess there was, uh, an executive who found his way into the women's, uh, the cheerleaders locker room with a key card that I'm sure is time stamped, which is very easy to find. He very went easy. in there with his cell phone, put his phone in there, started recording. Uh, the women found him, they, you know, prosecuted him, whatever. So they, they settled this out of court. Uh, there was also, I read too, during the draft, one of the years, there was a executive who was taking under the skirt pictures during the draft in the war room what? where you're trying to figure out who you're picking. And you know who saw it? Somebody watching the stream. Somebody watching the stream saw this guy taking under the skirt pictures. I'm like, what? oh, Sicko. my God. Seriously. I mean, so I don't know who knows this, but I think it's pretty well known. Cheerleaders are insanely underpaid. Like, I think they make like a hundred dollars a game or a something, game. something dumb like that. And to get them all 400 K is pretty dope. I, I'm again, I'm not, yeah. I don't want you all to like right. twist my words. And Gino's saying it's awesome that they got peeped on. I'm not saying that I'm saying sometimes when you do something and you get a cash reward for a rich person, it's not great, but to get someone that's severely underpaid a cash reward, I'm all for Yes. And then take this dude to whatever court you want. But I, I like that they got money since they're so insanely, insanely underpaid. Yes. I agree with that. Uh, we got Duval90 said, or Duval, uh, weed is a better alternative to meds. I completely agree. And I am not a doctor, but I just, I read enough that there's a bunch of like funny memes about like, I'll, I'll admit, I like alcohol. I drink more than I smoke. And I'll tell you, alcohol is way more dangerous for you. So I've much more. blacked out on weed. I can't tell you how many times I came home from a bar and don't remember anything after like 10 p.m. And I'm like, how am I in my bed? And I have mm -hmm. no idea where my wallet is. That yeah. doesn't happen on weed. So, again, I don't want to make this like a, a pot show. But we do got the discipline. We're, we're pro green around the discipline to Jen. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I just think it's a good thing to let's use this tragic case and spin it off as, hey, we, we don't test for pot anymore. Right. And who cares? It's it so all comes down to the money, Gino, right? The money. Yeah, Who's, where's, or is, you know, Pfizer have a, have a stake in the, the angels or whatever it is. It's all, it always comes down to money. That's just how it is. 
always chase the money in a murder case, in a sports, in anything. Always, always follow <laughs> yeah. the money. Uh, let's get to your other one. You had some good topics. Yeah. So obviously, this is a disciplined the gens. I saw uh, Caesar Sportsbook released its 2022 NFL MVP odds. And who was given 41 to 1 odds? Tom Brady, who just retired. That so I like this one. So I, I'm hearing grumblings that the Niners are getting Rodgers. And the thing that pisses me off is I don't want to make this a Niners show off, so I'm going to make this under 30 seconds. Okay. We gave away too much for Trey. So, of course, we could pick up a free agent, but we were paying a lot for Trey, dollar-wise, the way the draft works now. And unless we give him off to someone, it's very hard to pay a lot for Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady money-wise. Now, that said, if we get some deal and can get either one of them, with the defense we have and the running backs we have coming back healthy, we got to do it. Mm-hmm. That said, let's make this not about the Niners and make this about Tom Brady. Do we think he's coming back? Do we no. think he ever takes a snap again? No. Well, I wouldn't say yes. No, he's not coming back. The media will take anything and run with it. The dude retired. They're like, well, he just said goodbye to Tampa Bay. He didn't say, dude, the guy retired. He's about his family. He brought it up a hundred times. My family, I need to spend time with my kids. It's not about the team. It's not about football. It's about spending time with his family. Obviously, I don't know this guy, but that's everything that he said over the last couple weeks or whatever it was. I, so I, I'm with you, and I'm torn, though. So and then we got a baseball question for you after. Uh, I'm torn. When you have that much money, as he has businesses and brands that run themselves, the TB12 brand, these NFTs, all this shit. When you don't, like, there's a reason CEOs keep working at an older age. A lot of times their business runs through them. Tom Brady has mastered the art of all his businesses and brands run themselves, except for when he's training for football and on the field. So I do wonder, after a year off, I always said this to my wife, my number one fear in life is not being poor or sick. It's actually being bored. Mm -hmm. Because people that are bored get into really bad habits. My friends that did really well, that retired early and stuff, they actually became unhappy. They they started taking up bad habits. Yeah, idle hand. Tom, to me, if he can shift into something else that challenges him, I think he would stay retired. So I'm, I'm sorry I'm giving you guys a whole lot of nothing, but I think there's only two paths for Tom. One, he embraces his companies, becomes more involved with them, gets involved in like politics, maybe wants to be the governor of Florida, maybe wants to be the NFL commissioner, shit like that. If that's the path he wants and finds it as challenging and fun and entertaining, I don't think he snaps again. Two, if he does a couple other things, like he shows up to a couple board meetings, he's like, this is fucking boring. I don't want to be behind a computer like us. Uh, and he has that option. I I could see him making one more run at it on a Super Bowl team. The only thing is I don't see him wanting to live in the Bay Area now. Santa Clara, where it is, the, the stadium, mm-hmm. his family's from 45 minutes north of that. It's close enough. But, dude, the guy got bought on Billionaire's Bunker in Miami. He right. lived in an endless summer on a palace. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just hard for me. I hope I'm wrong. It's hard for me to see him coming back. Well, he's going to be 45, right? 45 years old. 
you, father time is not on your side, okay? This isn't nope. the kind of league or a game where you can take a year off at 45 years old and then say, let's make one more run at 46. You know what I mean? Like 33-year-olds can do that. You know, we saw that with uh, that running back. Le'Veon Bell took a year off. Gronkowski took a year. Like, I can see that when – and he's not – like, he hasn't gone taking that cliff dive. He's had an MVP season this year, so I understand yep. the thought of it. I just don't think – Everything that has happened, he's going to come back. I agree. It, it really has. He is known for like his trainings and all of that. Um, yeah, the league does protect QBs, but I all I'm thinking of right now to agree with you, Chef, is I'm thinking Weddle. The guy hit a DB and broke, like he dislocated his shoulder. He was all bruised. And again, I'm not pack. judging him. I'm not judging him. I would probably have broken my back on that play. I, I don't want you guys ever to think I'm yeah. sitting here on my living room talking shit about pro athletes. <laughs> now, when I have a bet and someone misses a fucking free throw, I'm screaming I can make a free throw because I can make yeah. a free throw. But I don't talk about football players because I would break my back. But I, it's hard. I, I agree with Chef here. The fall off is quick. If you take a year off of football, it's very hard to then go back. Uh, I do think, and again, just contradicting myself a hair, if there's one position that could do it, it's a super protected quarterback that keeps mm-hmm. his shoulder loose. For sure. Doesn't run anymore, becomes immobile, and just doesn't pass that. He, he was passing a lot in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Passes maybe 30 times a game, 35 instead of 45, 50. Uh, we got two baseball questions. Is there any idea when the next arbitration date for baseball is? Last thing I heard, the pitchers and catchers were supposed to report yesterday. That is true. Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report yesterday. Spring training is officially delayed. Next time they are supposed to speak, I don't – I'm not sure if it was supposed to be this week or next. The the talks have gone so slow. Like nothing has happened. Nobody's budging. Um, I do believe we will get a season. It's going to be probably a shortened spring training, and I'm just hoping it gets done by the end of the month. I mean, there's really nothing else that we can kind of do. Just sit around and wait. I mean, Rob Manfred, I think he's a terrible commissioner. Nobody likes him, but um, that's. I'm just going to remain positive and hope that we start the season on time. Yeah, I was going to say that, and you you might know better than me. I, I follow baseball. I bet on baseball. I know a lot about it. And I'm, I might be a complete idiot saying this. I feel like they're in lockouts pretty often, like every third season. So, it, And I only can remember really one season getting actually delayed in like the last seven years. Am I, am I la- wrong with that? The last lockout was in 1994. Um, they do have, what is it, the CBA. They do have negotiations. It's, it's like a contract that will expire. And then sometimes, yeah, they can get things done quicker. And then other times, a lot of what they wanted to discuss was like arbitration and how long, um, you know, there's control over these rookie players. And a good example would be Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant uh, came up with the Cubs. And they didn't play him for the first nine or 16 games because they would get an extra year of control of him. So players don't like that. That's real. Players really don't like that. They want to obviously go get their money, things like that. So that is an example of what players are fighting for and why teams want to remain that control. Because I don't have to start you at the beginning of the season in April. I could start you at the end of April, beginning of March and, or, you know, May. And then I get another year of control of these players. I get it. And that's a perfect players versus uh, owners, right? Because the owners want more control. The players want more control. So it's the perfect, like, tug of war, we'll call it. Yeah. 
Um, what about here? Uh, also, what do you think about the universal DH? I like it. All right. And I'm a baseball purist. Okay. I'm not fans of the, you know, putting a, a time on pitchers or having a minimum of three batters. I don't like any of that stuff. I think baseball is perfect the way it is. Leave it alone. Robot umpires, not a fan. The, the beautiful thing about baseball is it is a imperfect sport, just like life. It is imperfect. Sometimes things oh. don't go your way, even when they should. That being said, I am okay with a DH. I don't need to see Kyle Hendricks taking hacks. You know what I mean? And then the AL gets a DH, and then the NL doesn't. I'm okay with it. That doesn't bother me at all. You're going to get better performance. You're going to get higher quality players. Um, you're going to have more flexibility on your teams because you don't have to play him at a position. I think it's good for the growth of baseball, and this is a very important time that baseball needs to be grown. I completely agree. Uh, uh, and honestly, I, I, I haven't done the actual math behind it. Like I'm sure there's someone out there that could. I do hate that the AL – slightly has an advantage by having a dh on their payroll where the when the you know when the world series comes around that it's like yeah they have guys that can come in and pinch hit they're not you know uh completely at a disadvantage but they're not prepared to play where that advantage of a dh to me actually hitting in an al stadium is more than the nl advantage of their pitchers having hit seven times that year it's not right. like that that's where i feel i i think the two divisions to be the same of all big four sports it's the only one with different rules uh, right by by you know al nl you don't see that afc nfc no so i know it's an obvious thing but just think about that it's the only one that has rules different it doesn't make a lot of sense from a from a equality standpoint at the very right point. Yeah, I think I think it just improves the game. You're going to get better hitters. Nobody wants to see pitchers hit. You know, people. You might see a home run from a pitcher every I don't know. You know, 106 games. Big deal. No, I mean it's 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 not a big deal, honestly. Completely agreed. And then right here we got Tom. I agree with Duval here. Thomas have a man to take a year off, and someone says something stupid, so he comes back to prove them wrong. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, we uh, for everyone my age, you know, I'm 37. Uh, we don't want to see him go. I was a senior in high school when he got in. Him going away is like admitting that we're aging. Right. Like that's the that's the beauty of Tom is the majority of fans will call him 33 to 50 want him out there doing it, showing they could still do it kind of yeah. thing. You know, that that <laughs> drunk guy in the bar that was like, yeah. man, I was first team all league. Like – yeah, sure you were, buddy. Sure. I played at Eastern Michigan when he was at Michigan. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I think a lot of people want to believe he's back. I unfortunately think it's going to be based on outlying factors. I think it's going to be based on his body, obviously. I think it's going to be based on how much fun he has being retired. Uh, if there's one sport that you can just kind of show up for if he kept his shoulder loose, it's a very – Short season versus baseball, you don't come back. Baseball, you're freaking 166 game. You're you're or 162 is uh, yeah 162. You're you're dead. Yeah. You made a good comment earlier for the gamblers on this. Uh, I want you to repeat what you said about every team wins and loses 60. 
Yes. So that's where the variance in baseball, that's why statistics and advanced statistics are so important in the game of baseball, because that's where you find discrepancies and you find value because every team wins 60 games and every team loses 60 games, roughly about 90%, 95%, you know, like the Dodgers might not, you know, win, lose 50 something, but, and it's what you do with those 50 games in the middle. So um, yep. that's really important when you're, when you're betting on baseball and you're thinking about that kind of stuff too. And to that point, you got to be damn careful betting heavy favorites on baseball. Yes. Because I, I always say this, you're, you're speaking about the teams. I always speak about good pitchers. Not Don't think of the Cy Young winning pitcher that year. You know, the guy that goes 20 and five. Don't think of him. But think about the tier A pitchers that don't have a top three season, but they have like a top four to 20 season. Mm-hmm. Some of these dudes end at 15 and eight. And if right. you're minus 250, there is no ROI on that. There is zero ROI on someone. That's why I always say be careful riding big name pitching. You mm. wake up, you're like, you throw them in a parlay. You're like, they can't lose. But you throw two or three of those in a parlay, each one of those dudes picks up eight to ten losses. And you and you have to see, too, divisional games. If they've won two in a row, your teams don't go on, you know, seven, eight, nine game winning streaks most of the time. You're going to lose a couple games in there. So when you're playing divisional games, team that you're very familiar with, they just won two, and now they're a favorite for a third day. That might Take a look at some of these numbers. This might be a good day to take the underdog. 100%. Um, yeah, dude, like all in all, um, all I want people to know is baseball is coming. Definitely check out if you if you sign up for our Stitch channel, you'll get notified when. Uh, do did you, do you have a name for your show already? I think you said it earlier. I do like Daily Dingers. Daily I Dingers. Like, I think that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and basically, we're gonna we're gonna isolate. So when 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 Chef or Petey, what do you prefer being called? They're both. Yeah, I go by Pete. The Sheffield Shuffler is just kind of like the brand name. Got it. So Pete, when Pete goes on, it'll be solely focused on MLB. Uh, he's going to try and do a daily show. Um, and the kid knows, the kid knows baseball. So definitely invest in that. And again, we're going to try and compartmentalize guys. So you only log into shows that interest you the most. Uh, I'm going to have a bet openly show on Fridays. Um, I haven't really ironed out the details, but I was talking to a guy, uh, panel bets last or panel picks, excuse me, last night. And what we're going to do probably with the bet openly show is I'm going to have guys on to openly talk about their bet openly, their betting career, Scott. I can't even talk. So it's going to be bet openly, like openly talk about all your bets. I'm going to have pro gamblers, pro poker players, cappers, and we're going to just tell stories about the highs and lows of gambling. I got I got a bunch of uh, of, of, of sick ones too. So uh, that that's what bet openly is going to be about. It's going to be about like the degen and all of us. And telling you guys about the highs and lows and how that sounds like a great Friday show, Gino. Like you said, around three o'clock when everyone's getting ready, workday's almost over. Maybe grab a cocktail and listen to these stories. I think that's a great time uh, for for that kind of show. I love it. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's what we're gonna focus on. And then, dude, you you said some other topics. Do you want to touch on those? Yeah. Uh, I really like the other two that you haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Also, yeah, Parker is in the uh, comments on here. Parker's picks. I wanted to talk to you, Parker. Maybe let's connect um, off this stream at some point. Give me a follow. Um, I just want to talk to you further about some baseball stuff. Um, yeah, last two things we have here. We have uh, Kyler Murray. Everyone saw the drama with Kyler Murray. So per Mike Garofolo, this is a 
quality source. Yep. Murray asked to be sat out during the end of the fourth quarter when the Cardinals were clearly going to lose. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. Colt McCoy went over to him and encouraged Murray to finish the game with his teammates. Murray said, no, nah, that's it. I'm done. Chris Mortensen saying that the team describes him as self-centered, immature, a finger pointer. And we all saw what he did with his Instagram. He scrubbed every picture from the Cardinals uh, that was related to him. He said he's being a scapegoat uh, for the disappointing season. And all of this nonsense is not what I'm about. Who do you believe, Gino? Oh, man. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being such a boring both sides of the coin guy today, but it's it's the truth on how I feel. I was an asshat when I, before I was 25. I would go to bars four days a week, lose jobs all the time, make lame excuses. Like I would say I'm in the hospital. Really, I'm just hungover. Yeah. You know, like it felt like I was in the hospital. Yeah. I, yeah, I was in the hospital yeah. for not what I said I was. I, I lived in San Diego. So like I'd go to Tijuana and come back three days later. So like. I would make all these bullshit excuses and I was just insanely, insanely immature and irresponsible. If you give me freaking $50 million, I'm probably not here talking to you today. Mm -hmm. I probably would have died. So on one end, I throw these athletes a bone. I don't think it's fair. Modern social media, watching their every move. These poor guys get overanalyzed. They're, they're kids, man. They're fucking kids. Right. I'll close that chapter now. Do I think it's okay for a quarterback to sit a playoff game? Never. Do I think it's okay for the quarterback not to be the leader? Never. Do I think it's okay for the quarterback to delete photos of the team like an ex-girlfriend that cheated on you? Never. So it's like he's a kid. I don't want to cancel him. I'm, I'm a fucking – my veins and my neck will come out over how disgusting cancel culture is. Yeah. We I'm all have fan. skeletons. Don't fucking prance around like you're perfect attacking other people because you know they're skeletons. Because if you were a somebody, we could find them on you too. Right. I will never fucking cancel anyone in my life. Either right. plenty of people I love and plenty of people I hate. Dude, we're Americans. Like, let's be fucking free. We're free to fucking have different opinions, free to hate each other, all that shit. I will never cancel Kyle over the three things I just made up fun of him for. It, he's a fucking kid. Taking it a step further... I firmly believe, and now this is the Niner fan in me. Sorry, I can't, I can't help myself. If Russ and Kyle leave the West, I will die happy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. And a lot I easier, right? Believe, I firmly believe this. I am now happily married, been with my wife for seven years, but I'm older now. There are very – she's not here. I hope she can't hear this. I had a very unhealthy relationship, you know, cheating, all this. But I was fucking 20 right. with, other, with other women. Are they great women? I'm not happy. You know, I'm not alluding to them. I'm not, I'm not, I, don't hit me up. I'm happily married. <laughs> yeah. But are there great people I just met at the wrong time and, and damaged relationships? Yes. I What I'm getting at, I do firmly believe it's sometimes better for people to start fresh at new teams and new relationships. That's what yes. I'm alluding to. If reality is Kyler feels like he was a scapegoat and he acted like a child and he doesn't get along with people on the team now and they insulted him. I sincerely think sometimes it's better to close a chapter and move on. And again, I'm just trying to talk to kids out there that are potentially in the, in this, in this world of, Hey, I want to quit job. I want to do things. I will now say to contradict everything I just said, the grass isn't always greener. You will sometimes 
sit the grass here. Grass is greener where you water it. Yeah, exactly. Grass is greener where you water it. If the relationship's damaged and you quit watering, then get the fuck out of Dodge. But I will tell you, you will sometimes leave jobs, leave women, leave things behind, and be in a shittier situation and fucking regret what you uh, what you did. Right. So. I like this quote. In times of adversity, do you find out someone's true character? Okay. So That's like true. you said, he is a child. He's very young, younger than me, almost by a decade or whatever. But as a leader on the team, as, you know, someone who's in, you know, prime time light like that, you can't quit on your teammates. That's, I mean, that's, that doesn't even have to do with, you know, being a superstar athlete or millions of dollars that goes down to peewee football. That goes down to high school. No, no, I agree. You, you know what I mean? Like this, this is fundam fundamental, um, building blocks in sports is like why you want to be involved in sports because it is about team. It's about being yeah. selfless, selfless. And those kind of things that are instilled at you in you at a young age so you can grow up to be a, a, a good man you know what i mean so and it doesn't help his cause that he deleted that stuff you know when people are saying he's selfish he's a finger pointer and then he does childish things like that it just makes me believe that yeah, they, they're probably right in yeah. that regard that he does act like a child because look at the behavior that we've just seen and i don't like i said about that i'm not trying to cancel him or anything i'm just saying an observation from what i've seen I could see how the Cardinals yep. would have an issue with him moving forward. I all fair across the board. Let's get to your last topic, and then I'm going to answer one thing here. Beautiful, James Bambino. James, you're, you got Bambino in your name, and you came for Tanner. That doesn't make sense. You got to come <laughs> for the Italian. Uh, but no, uh, Matt had a, a business meeting. Matt runs a chain thing, chains down here. I don't want to put his information out. What he doesn't put out, what how he makes his money outside of gambling. Uh, he had a business meeting. Um, and uh, Chef right here is our guy, Petey, Peter. He uh, he runs all our back end, all our media, and he's going to be having his own baseball show, so we called an audible. What was the last topic you emailed me about? Last one, Carson Wentz. So I put out a tweet Ooh. with a photo. I photoshopped a Steelers jersey on Carson Wentz because he is the favorite to go to the Steelers at plus 250, and then uh, the Broncos at plus 525. So – I saw a interview with Colin Coward and he was making a lot of sense. Okay. So is Indy really ready just to move on from Carson Wentz? Because it's very hard to find a good QB in the NFL. Okay. And I just want to run a couple of stats by you. Okay. Almost yep. a 95% passer rating over 3,500 yards, 27 TDs and seven picks, 62% completion rate. That is more yards and a higher completion percentage than in 2017 when he came in third place for the MVP. And he's got a better passer rating and a better TD to interception ratio than Josh Allen. Also his receiving core, he's got Michael Pittman, but who else does he have? I think that I agreed with what I saw with Colin Coward, that it would be crazy for them just to just see, uh, okay, we'll, we'll go find someone else. What's your other option? No, I agree. So fans are very, what have you done for me lately? And Carson had some really bad aesthetic games. You know, some plays we watched where he, that, that interception where he like threw it in the guy's hand. Yeah. He lost them some bad games. He also had a decent stat year. It, he missed the playoffs in a very bad way. It's really what have you done for me lately? I think if I'm an indie fan, not not just a biased fan, but an indie fan of what I, what's best for the team, I think they need to shop someone else and leverage the stats that he has because there are other people that would want Wentz. Mm -hmm. If you cannot get a better guy and cannot get good repay for Wentz, then no, you have to ride him. 
you have to ride him. It's it's like us with with Trey. If we're not getting anything for him and we have to pay something, we're stuck. Like we got it. We got to make. We made this bet. We got to lay in it. And I agree with what Parker said down here. That's um, they'll get rid of Wentz if they think they can get Rodgers. Um, and I think the Broncos and the Steelers are, but well, not the Steelers, but the Broncos as well. If they don't get Rodgers, I think Wentz is the the other option for um for the Steelers or for the Broncos. Yeah, I, I'm excited for this offseason. I sorry guys, they're building a I'm building an outdoor kitchen right now, and literally it was dead silent all day, and they started like five minutes before <laughs> we uh, uh got on. Um, but long story short. I'm fucking excited. I'm excited for March Madness. Then I'm excited for playoff basketball and hockey. Then I'm excited to see some major, major moves uh, in the NFL. I I think it's going to be fireworks for Mm -hmm. the next four months. And baseball. Baseball starts off slow for me. I'll admit, I I do in baseball what I should do in football. And that is I actually usually watch the first four weeks without, I call it paper betting. I start writing down pitchers I think are very underrated, pitchers I think are overrated. I start writing down this basically philosophical bets that I would have made. And if I am doing really well, I will shorten my paper betting. If I'm doing really terribly, I ride it out longer. Mm-hmm. Because baseball has so many damn games, I don't feel rushed where football i'm like if i'm not betting weeks one and two we're already in week three dog then we're at week four it's a quarter of the season right and i'm like rushed yeah there's so much volume in baseball um that you do have a lot of time and yeah that does make sense to kind of wait and see where teams are kind of going to fill in those gaps but also too is where you find those underdogs getting a lot of wins early in the season when everybody's not revved up that even playing field. is a lot more even than before you get into like June, July, and August, you know, completely agreed. And and honestly, what uh, I'll hand you one more challenge before we go, just for the guys that are here to walk away with something. Who are some guys you're excited about watching this year in baseball? Who are guys, teams, just tell me as a fan and a like guru of baseball, what are you excited about? Give me some narratives that you're excited to see who moved where, what teams made some moves, what, and I'll, I'll hand it to you. I want to see a full season with Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, he hurt his knee in June or July of last season, so we didn't get to see a full season of him. He is one of probably top three baseball players in the game, in my eyes. Um, one of the top outfielders, obviously. He is a monster. He's fun center to fielder? watch. I'm sorry? He's center fielder? Um, I think, yeah. Um. Yeah, he plays for the Braves. Him, Juan Soto, um, seeing Scherzer on the Mets with DeGrom, I think they are one of the nastiest one-two punches in the game with Scherzer and DeGrom. Um, The Brewers are close second with Woodruff and uh, Corbin Burns. Uh, What else is exciting? I mean, my Cubs are in rebuild mode, dude, so they are in Stinkerville but uh, I do live close to Philly now, so I'm going to get to see the MVP, the reigning MVP, Bryce Harper. I'm hoping Chris – like, this is what I'm excited for is once baseball's back up, man, there's a lot of players that still need to fall. So I I love Chris Bryant, obviously, from Chicago. Yeah. He's good friends with uh, Bryce Harper. They're they, from uh, Vegas together. They're Vegas boys. Oh. So he tried to get Harper to come to Chicago before he signed the deal with Philly. Now, now Bryant's up. I'm hoping he tries to bring him to Philly. If I could get both of them here, that would be awesome. He plays so many positions. He's so versatile for any team. So did we, those are. Did we get him? Did we get him in the SF for a while? 
Yeah, you did. You got him this season. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you finished uh finished the season with them and he played very well too. He could play anywhere. I yeah. agree. I like thank you for all that. And that let, let's end with one question here. This is mm-hmm. from uh, from T Pain. Will Bauer will Bauer be undervalued after his one year off and the legal battle that he won? Yeah, I think he will be undervalued. I mean, he's a Cy Young winner. He just won the Cy Young. He had all these issues, and I think this is a really good testament. And I know people won't change their minds because people are stubborn and stuck in their ways, but this is why you have to let legal proceedings unfold, okay? You can't, and and don't give your opinion if if you're not well-read on the situation. So many people, he's a woman, Be like, you didn't, did you read the, the, the thing from court or whatever it was called? Like, I read all that stuff. There was witness accounts, other yeah. damning evidence. So like, this is why it's important for these legal proceedings to unfold before you make an, uh, an announcement. And yes, he was found innocent. And I hope he does come back and play really well because he's a good pitcher. He's yep. entertaining to watch. I don't probably don't like him as a person, but I mean, he's fun to watch and he's good. I get it. And I'm with you. And again, I'm, I want to word things delicately because I made the Cowboys girls comment earlier. And now I'll say this, but throwing Kyler Murray a bone and you're like how the hell are these all connected you know what are you yapping about sincerely dude people go after these athletes they don't know who their friends are their enemies so I would just again just to be good humans out there in the in the planet dude we don't know the stuff these guys go through it's lonely at the top mm-hmm. and they got a lot of people around them for all the wrong reasons yeah so, they want to yeah. take everything from you yeah dude so I'm just saying all to to recap here I I'm really excited for the NFL offseason. I'm really excited to see who moves where. I cannot remember a season with that many MVP caliber quarterbacks. Russ, A-Rod, Kyler. Those three, those are three MVP. Go back to weeks one through five, guys. Mm-hmm. Kyler and Russ were one and two. It, we, it, it was a long time ago, so we forget. Don't forget how Kyler started this season. He was on my fantasy team. I had big hopes, started talking shit, and I fell quickly. Uh but I'm excited for the NFL. There's going to be a lot of shakeups. And where these guys move changes their entire division they go to, changes the entire division they leave. Dude, these are big, big moves. I'm, I'm pumped. And, dude, I think we got 30 days till March Madness, right? I think 30 days from yesterday. Probably, yeah. If and then 16, got, yeah. hopefully the lockout ends and baseball starts in the next two weeks. Right? When would they report if it was up to them? I mean, it would have to be as soon as possible because it was already supposed to begin. If they're trying to get in a – it's going to be an abbreviated uh, spring training, yeah. Got it, got it. Cool. Uh, We'll do it, Chef – or Petey, sorry. I I call him uh, Pete. Thanks for coming on. Toasty Yosti. Sorry, it's so goddamn loud here. Uh, I want to get to him. Looking for flexing on this year, played on a decent Mariners squad, but was one of the best – First five pitchers to bet on. Uh, who? Who are we talking about? Was it you talking about Bauer? Was the first five? No, I think he was talking about someone on the Mariners. Um, but first five, I do love first five. Gino, do you do you mess with that first three and first five pitching? Because that oh eliminate that eliminates. Oh, Chris so Flexen. Flexen. Gotcha. I read um, Flexen with a lowercase. Yeah, so did I. Like he's Flexen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mess with first inning. So bet openly, we have first inning, first three, first five, first seven, and first nine. Okay. Yeah, and I'm such a degen that I only bet what I can what I can watch. Watch, right, of course, yeah. So if I only have like an hour to my next meeting, I'll just do first three innings. 
Yeah, well, that takes an account. You don't have to take an account bullpen and things like that. That's really yeah. just starting pitching where you're finding that finding that edge. So, And you usually only go through a lineup once. They're pretty pure first threes. They're sprints, though. And they're usually the houses screw you and take more juice for that. We take 1% across the board, even on, on, every, on everything. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see first, one, first innings, the first inning, but uh, first three, first five, first seven. Beautiful. All right, Gino. You going to go help out? Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. And I'm looking forward to seeing your show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Later, buddy. All right. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of bases or a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even. In his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got to know when to hold up, know when to hold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealer's done. Enough for counting when the dealer's done.